You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So 1990, you start in Cleveland, Tom, and there's some rough years, and then second place in the strike short in 94, and then you get spoiled with five straight division titles, six out of seven, two trips to the World Series. Um, it must have just been incredible. And some of that goes along with you working with Herb Score, the legendary yeah. uh, Herb Score radio man since 1968 there. And, and I wonder what what you learned from Herb and what it was like seeing the success kind of through his eyes who had been there for so long. Well, I had such great respect for Herb. And I mean, I didn't know Herb, obviously, nor um, knew a lot about Herb, except what everybody else knew about in that he was going to be a great pitcher, um, truly as good as Sandy Koufax at that time, and then had the tragic line drive off the bat of the Yankees, Gil McDougal. I think anybody my age had heard about that or seen um, pictures of it and whatnot. But, you know, I just found out that, you know, and I'm, and quite honestly, you can't believe you got the job to begin with. And then secondly, it was intimidating working with somebody as iconic as Herb was in the city of Cleveland, not only uh, for his pitching and maybe what could have been and the tragedy of, of really how his career was altered. But, you know, to your point, he was a longtime broadcaster there, first in television, then switched over to radio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you better know your place. And Herb treated me like an equal, even when I didn't deserve that and gave me the best advice I've had uh, in my broadcasting career throughout the times that we were together, he would offer things. Herb was very subtle about things. He wasn't going to hammer you over the head with anything. And he was a private man, but you know, we got to be good friends with, with Herb and his wife, Nancy, and then got to know his children. So I, I was so, Again, you win the lottery when you get a major league job, but somehow it seemed like I got a bonus because by working with Herb, if Herb accepted you, that gave you acceptance in the community and to the people that were listening to you. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was really good, Matt, that we were bad when I started. So it wasn't like, <laughs> hey, he's one of those guys that that never lived through the hard times like the rest of us. I mean, we had a the worst record in club history in 91, losing 105 games. And then in 94, obviously 
they were on their way to the playoffs before the strike. And then you, you mentioned the numbers there and then Herb Herb's last call um, was the last out in the 1997 world series, a, a series we, we should have won Wow! Uh, against uh, the then Florida Marlins now Miami. And so, you know, I was very, very blessed to work with him for eight years and um, feel honored that I was his last partner. It's uh, it, it, is there a piece of advice that Herb gave you that you still think yeah. about that you could share yeah, with us? Sure was, Matt. I was all giddy, you know, in the car driving back in those days, we were the only team training in Tucson. And so anytime we played a road game, it was at minimum a two hour car drive to Phoenix. Um, so we would drive in the car together and, you know, what do I know? I know absolutely nothing. And I'm thinking, man, this is a really good team, Herb. And he, he quickly corrected me and he, you know, this is March. And he's saying, nah, um, we are, uh, horse blank. And, uh, this is going to be a bad team, but it's not going to impact your broadcast and that every ball game that you do. Um, you don't worry about the records. Both teams come into the game zero and zero. That record never impacts your broadcast. The broadcast might be something the, the listeners been waiting for all day. It might be the highlight of their day. They may have had a bad day. They may be sick, whatever the case may be. And again, radio was even a bigger influence even in 1990 because Shoot, man, I think in those days, maybe Cleveland had 60 games televised, you know, and the other 100 were radio only. But it was great advice because he was right. If if you go to the broadcast booth in a bad mood because your club is bad, um, you're not being a professional. And that's not right because, as Herb said, you're going to see something on any given day that you have never seen before or will ever see again in a major league game. And when you go into that booth with that in mind, like, I can't wait to see what we're going to see today or tonight. Um, that to me was as good advice as you could get and, and makes you realize that. And I think of that every time that, you know, we have a, a season where it's not a very good ball club um, that doesn't impact the broadcast. That's great advice. Does it, it, is it the same advice when you're in the middle of a 22 game win streak? <laughs> is it the One same of the things I've learned, Matt, from yeah. the nineties? I probably, I know I didn't uh, appreciate it enough. I was too young and too dumb to realize, you know, once we got winning that this doesn't go on forever. Now, in Cleveland's case, it went on a lot longer than it does for most ball clubs. As you said, um, we, we there could have easily been in the playoffs when you um, talk about the strike shortened season and even 2000, we missed the playoffs that year by one game. I mean, we would have had an eight year run of being in the playoffs, which can you imagine today's day and age, any no way. franchise would take that, you know, outside of the big boys, the Dodgers and the Yankees, who are are always going to be up there because of payroll and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I did because of that uh, really um, cherished what happened to us in 2017. I mean, you would leave the booth match just shaking your head uh, because, you know, that game 22 was extended 
with two outs and two strikes on Francisco Lindor when he tied the game in the ninth inning with a double off the wall against Kansas City and Cleveland. And then Jay Bruce won it. Here it comes. A swing and a drive to deep right, down the line, base hit, into the corner, around third, coming home, Ramirez. It's a game winner for Jay Bruce, and history marches on. A mob scene in shallow center. Jay Bruce getting pummeled. It was the most incredible three-plus weeks I've ever been a part of. Um, Look, it's historical. I mean, the game's been played for how long? And uh, no team in the American League has ever had a run like that. And it kind of kind of gave you the feeling we were headed back to, to another World Series. And obviously that didn't work out that way. But that can't take away from the fact that, uh, you know, for three plus weeks, um, suddenly you were the national story when it came to baseball. Yeah, and there's there's nothing in sports like a hot baseball team. It's just right. it, how is this happening? Who's doing it today? It's just yep. there, there's just there's just nothing like it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So that was a hell of a midseason recovery from um, a sleepy first half in 2017. The Cubs were sleepy, too, maybe in part because of that World Series. So take me to the feelings of Rajay Davis against Araldis Chapman, if you would. I was down the hall from you. In the auxiliary press box, I had a good view of John Lester warming up for like three yep. innings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I I was I, I was going crazy seeing like how long is Joe gonna let him throw out there? Oh my god. But um I, I mean what did what did it feel like when Rajay goes deep, Tom? I think it's the greatest moment in the history of that ballpark. Now that park opened in 1994, and it's been the site of some incredible moments. As disappointing as it was not to win it, I'll take that moment that Rajay Davis had against Aroldis Chapman to my grave. Um, it's the most tense-filled, drama-building at bat that I think a World Series has has had, maybe because of how it ended. Two outs, Geyer at second. Six to four, Cubs leading the Indians. Game seven of what has been a classic World Series between two teams that have longed for that championship more years than any other two franchises in baseball. 68 years for the Indians, 108 years for the Cubs. Now the pitch. Swing and line to deep left field. It is gone! 
Shake C. The celebration out of the Indians third base dugout. Rajay Davis. A bullet to a run homer down the left field line, clearing the 19-foot wall. We are tied at six. Who in the world thought Rajay Davis would be the guy that gets a two-run home run off a of Roldis Chapman to tie the game? Chapman, you know, we're not talking that long ago, but he was unhittable. Now, obviously, he had been used a lot and maybe too much the night before in a game that the Cubs were completely in control of, but that doesn't take away from the fact he's still throwing close to 100 miles an hour. And the thing I liked about it, Matt, it was mano imano. It was Chapman saying, you're not beating me on a hanging slider. Hmm. I'm just pumping fastballs by you until this thing is over. And Rajay kept choking up a little bit more. And Rajay Davis wasn't a home run hitter. He was a speed guy. And so I think that added to it. And it was such an incredible at bat. And, you know, when you look back now and see the video, people don't realize it looked like there were as many people in the plaza area between the ballpark and the arena as there were in the ballpark. Yeah. And the entire place was up for grabs both ways because it almost felt like a bowl game with the amount of Cubs fans that were there. Now, a lot of those Cubs fans, kids will never go to college because their parents sold their college education down the tubes buying two seats for seven grand a piece to be at game seven. But um, they tell a story, Matt, that Burke Lakefront Airport, which is the private airport um, just down from the ballpark right on Lake Erie, mm-hmm. they could not park one more private plane. The amount of people that came in from all over the country to be at game seven, primarily it seemed like Cubs fans, but a lot of Cleveland Indians fans Yep. That, you know, we're no longer in Cleveland that, you know, had that kind of money. I mean, it was an incredible scene. And I, I just think that's what our game brings that no other sport brings that moment. And um, to see guys in our dugout hurtling that, you know, protective railing and screen um, almost as if it was a game ender. And, um, the the despair that you saw in the Cubs and especially Chapman. But I thought that World Series was so good for the game of baseball to have those two ball clubs in it. And how else would you want a game seven but to have that kind of drama? Yep. And I thought it was great for the game. And, yeah, obviously disappointing that we didn't win. But I'll take that. If if you tell me every year I get to do a game seven in the World Series, that to me, those are the most magical words that a broadcaster can utter. Game seven of the World Series. I, I'll sign up for that. I'll take the results whichever way they go.